What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. This is Brittany. And we are so glad to be back with you all today. Today we have a special guest, Taylor, who's in the building. Woo woo. <laughs> so happy to have you today, Taylor. Uh, just to give you a little background on Taylor, Taylor has earned her degree in business finance. She's very familiar with building from the ground up and will be recurring guests with us this uh, season. Uh, and she's our financial expert. So today we will be discussing starting the journey of preparing for the worst. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so honored to be here to give some financial advice. We're so glad to have you. I know I need financial advice. Story of my life. Listen, listen. (laughs) So we're so glad to have you today. Thank you so much. So tell us, tell us, what's your background? Well, I am a native of San Diego. I've been in San Diego all of my life. I joined the military, so I am an Army veteran. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I use that... um, military background to pursue my education. I earned a, a bachelor's. Well, I'm still working on my bachelor's, finishing that up now, but I have a, an associate's degree in business management and accounting, and I'll be done with my bachelor's in a year at the University of Phoenix. Nice. Hey. Nice. University of Phoenix. Yes. What's the Phoenix mascot? I don't well, the know. Is it like a, oh my gosh, a falcon or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope I it just, was a damn You Phoenix. know what? I just know they were Red Sox, so I'm just here, you know. She's like, Listen. let me just get my degree. I'm not here for nothing else. <laughs> yeah, that's real. I can, I can relate. I've gone to three different universities, and when people ask me that question, it takes me a few minutes to even think of something that may not be true. I don't know that. Okay. You ask Siri? Do you ask Siri? <laughs> no, I just think and I just say things that aren't actually the truth. And I think that they are like at home and look at a piece of paper. I'm like, oh, that's the matter. That is hilarious. But that's funny. <laughs> like, seriously, who's going to Google it, though? No one's going to, you know, fact check you on the mascot. Well, I'm over here trying to give y'all a shout out. And <laughs> I mean, the mascot, you can ask high school mascot, you know. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, being as though I am, I am a or used to be a college athlete. <laughs> mascots is something that you know <laughs> I actually look forward to talking about. So I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> Go Vikings! Like the Vikings the is your bank account. That's the mascot. Basic. <laughs> listen, right that part. So <laughs> wait, hold on. I'm thinking about my financial institutions. I'm like, do maybe Federal have a bank mascot? See you. Listen. All right. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, you're getting your degree. Well, that's that's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing to focus on mm-hmm. right now. Right. By the way, listeners, Taylor and I are friends in real life. Hey, <laughs> hey girl. Hey. So we actually met through mutual friends. Um, a few years ago, huh? It's been a while. Some years back, yeah. And then we reconnected. Um, and she's just one of those folks who, like, you can talk about any and everything with. But um, she is about her business, and that's definitely something that I admire. Um, so I, I wanted to be sure to get her on the show and kind of spread the knowledge that she's willing to give us. Um, what pushed you to begin to focus on your financial future and to contribute to that? 
I was broke. <laughs> I, you know, I reached that point where I was working every day, living paycheck to paycheck, and I wasn't understanding how I wasn't making it. I'm making a decent, you know, living off of a decent salary. However, I was, my account was getting ready to go into red before my next paycheck. So honestly, that for me, that's what I had to, to actually teach myself on how to become financially literate. And it wasn't what I learned in any classes. It was YouTube. It was listening to, you know, entrepreneurs and, and things like that. But to answer your question, that's what made me do, make some changes in my life. Okay. I think we can all relate to that for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's most of us in America, right? And I know my family, you know, living paycheck to paycheck is so interesting that that's always the situation, even when you're making money. It's like, why do, this is what my mom always say, I don't know why. I seem like I don't got no money. I never got no money. What do I go to work for? You know? Yeah. So that's definitely a challenge yeah. uh, for sure and an awakening for yeah. sure. And I actually remember hearing similar things from my parents too and swearing on everything that that would never be me. Right. Um, but psych your man, your booty shine. That's me right now. <laughs> that's me right yeah. now. Um, and you know what? And I actually want to talk a little bit, too, just about being a millennial and how much we do work. Right. Um, some of us have two to three jobs. We work in all the time. Jamal, you're a good example of that. You work all the time, um, yes, which <laughs> which. Um, and for a lot of us, you know, we work and work and work, but it can sometimes still not be enough. And even with a degree, it can definitely feel like that. I know that's how I feel right now. Um, and I know that's definitely how I felt in the past. A little bit about about myself in college, my very last year of school, I was going to school full time. I had five classes uh, the last semester of my senior year. Um, I was still trying to play basketball, still doing track, and I was working about a total of four jobs at a time. And whenever wow. I tell that story, people are looking like, oh, my God, how did you survive? How did you survive? Like, you you do what you have to do. But then listening to, um, you know, generations before us and hearing their experiences when they were in school, they didn't have to work as much. So then we have to think about, okay, what changes were made, um, you know, that we really, really have to do that. Yes, more millennials are are educated um, than any other generation right now. um, But we also have to think about, okay, well, what have we added to our plate? Um, And then let's look at student debt, right? And let's look at how much we are paying for school. Um, So I I do want to make sure that our listeners know that, you know, we – we relate on so many different levels, but we also have to pay attention to why sometimes we're spending so much, right? Or why sometimes we're working so much. The cost of living is higher and higher. We live in California, y'all. So California, mm-hmm. oh they get it. <laughs> very, very, very expensive, too. And I'll put yeah. all my information out there as well get for it. listeners and for you, Taylor, as well. When I went to college, being one of the first people in my family to go to college, I didn't have anyone uh, to teach me about loans or mm. meaning about interest and so when it was time to register and I was always registering late I was regist- coming to school not knowing if I can register but I knew I had my dorm room mm-hmm. and they used to sign that paper <laughs> on the line to get the loan to register for classes for the next semester but you're not thinking about I wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. what that interest was what that meant for when I graduated what was that going to look like I was mm-hmm. thinking about 
my next class. And then you get out and you get that first bill and yeah. there starts, you know, that cycle yeah. of, you know, just being in the hole continually and feel like you can never get ahead of it. So Yeah. And I think that's a really good place to get us to start talking about preparing for the mm-hmm. future. Because I would just met someone the other day at the women's march here in San Diego and I we of course were talking about student debt, but I was like, you know, imagine starting your career with almost fifty thousand dollars in debt already or more um where do we go from there actually what we were talking about is the fact that less of us are paying for or paying into our retirement right now okay there's mm-hmm. not that many millennials doing so i think we're about 15 15 percent less of us now are paying towards our retirement and of course there's even less of us that can actually afford a home so um we definitely want to talk about preparing for the future and also preparing for the worst um, so Taylor, you touched a bit about your background and what made you, you know, start to think about making changes. What were the changes that you actually made to push towards your future? For me, I had to eliminate certain things that I, I noticed that I was spending money on. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did, and this is what I like to call just like teaching anybody anything. I laid it out easy. And this was the ABCs and a meaning in my accounts. Okay, I'm gonna give y'all a second to write this down because this is gold right here. So these are yeah. Take some notes. (laughs) Take some notes. So A being accounts. Okay, write that down. B being budget, and C being credit slash credit cards. Mm-hmm. So for me, I went, I said, okay, let me, because that's just how I learn, right? I'm just like one, two, three, ABCs, just like a baby learns how to walk. They first learn how to crawl. So I'm like, how can I make this? Okay, so accounts. I reviewed my accounts and I'm looking at where I was spending money on. Yes. Where do you think we spend money on as millennials? At we the sp- club. Uh, uh. At, at the club, club uh, you know, at happy hours, I was spending. Re- yeah. Exactly. That's where I was spending the most money at. And Ooh. I wasn't understanding the concept of, you know, preparing meals to take, you know, to take to work and not eating out. So I had to cut back. But the first thing I did was I reviewed my accounts. The second thing I did was I established a budget. So I wanted to see my, you know, my fixed expenses and my variable expenses. So I would advise anyone to write write it down so it's tangible. So write it down on a notebook, on a paper. You write that stuff out. And then you can put it on a computer, whatever spreadsheet you want to You follow that. But write down all your expenses, everything that's fixed, meaning your, your rent, you know, your car insurance, your car note. These are fixed expenses. After that, I have reviewed my credit. And this was something that I think historically... As you know, African Americans, we're not familiar with how credit works. We're not taught that. They're not teaching that, and they're still not, you know, informing us on how credit is established or even how it can hurt you or help you in in either way. So I pulled my credit report, and if I don't know if you know this, but there are websites that you can get, you know, free copies. Credit of. Karma, that's me. Credit Karma is good. That's my mascot. And another one is. Um, <laughs> I think it's annual credit reports. Annual, yeah, credit, annual reports. credit reports. And, mm-hmm. and you're see, and you're allowed to get your credit reports. You know, those that website alone allows you to have your credit reports three times. So what I oh, did yeah. was I, I wrote every four months I check my credit report. So I pull another one, I pull another one, I pull and that's how I, I maintain it. So 
So yeah, ABCs will help me. ABCs. Okay. ABCs. I'm not gonna charge you for that one. But. <laughs> now when you, I'll, that's a free pass. Okay. Well, let's. Is this free? Is it's this free. free. It's free. Um. So so let's break credit down. Okay. Because there are. Is it a total of three different um sections as far as credit yes. concerned that mm-hmm. we need to worry about or that we should focus on? Mm-hmm. Can we get some free ninety nine off that? Can okay. You? So I think first first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I like to break things down to to building blocks. So okay. so first, because honestly, like realistically, when's the last time you reviewed your credit report? Probably a month ago. A month. See, so you're on it. You probably oh, yeah. I was, you know. Yeah. What about you, Jamal? Yeah. When's the last that time you checked that thing? <laughs> it has to have been like eight to twelve months ago. I checked my credit report last. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it's been a while since I'll be recurring. Let's hit the basics of reviewing your credit report because first things first, you want to review it. You want to pull it up. And what I like to tell people is make sure everything on there is accurate. If you have discrepancies, you identify that stuff right away. And then you can, you know, once you did, uh, once you identify those discrepancies and you dispute those, and then you can worry about the the credit itself. Mm-hmm. Because if you have having thing negative hits on your credit, mm-hmm. then that's going to screw you up mm-hmm. more than anything. Right. And it's important for the listeners to know that there are things on your credit that you can dispute. Yes. That you do have yes. the option to do so. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Exactly. A lot of people do not know that. I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest. I didn't know. Um, but listening to friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, coworkers. And honestly, like I said, Credit Karma is they kind of giving the ins and the outs for free. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check regularly without getting dinged for it. Um, Credit Karma is a, a really good resource. It's been really good for me as well. You can download the app and, and get right to it. Um, that don't mean my credit is good, but... <laughs> But, you, but at least but you I'm checking. At it. Exactly. You have exactly. to start. You have to start. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to see what's on their credit report. Yeah. You know, they're afraid yeah. to see what's on. But you have to because that's where we're essentially being judged by when mm-hmm. you go and try to apply for things. So you're right. You're right. You're right. So let's talk about the importance of preparing for our future and preparing for the worst. And I think it's it's good to... Um, to think about that right now, because as we see, uh, we have a government shutdown at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of workers who are affected by this, um, you know, and it's not just about checks. It's, it's, it's about their livelihood. It's about their families and it's about their future. Mm-hmm. And right now um, there, there could be a number of people. There are a number of people who are unable to contribute to their future. And Taylor, actually, you know, firsthand because you are a I am. I am a government employee and I am being currently affected by the shutdown. Um, And it's really unfortunate. You know, today we're on, we are on uh, day 30 actually Mm -hmm. of the shutdown. So we are, yeah, this will be our second paycheck that we will not receive. So um, a lot of people didn't plan for that considering the holidays. So a lot of people are struggling, trying to look for loans to, Mm -hmm. to secure, you know, paying their mortgage or Mm -hmm. paying their rent. Mm-hmm. Because the creditors and the, the bill collectors are still calling, they're still calling. Mm-hmm. Hello, there's a number of them. <laughs> Hello, yeah, you're late. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> there's a number of them to have. Now, shout out to some of the banks and mm-hmm. and the um, property managers and a number of companies mm-hmm. who are um, actually um, 
you know, giving them a little leeway and they're waiving certain late fees and mm-hmm. doing a number of things. Shout out to them, but it's not a lot of them. No. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's, it's Let's really be not. honest. Um, <laughs> it's not. So it's not. And a lot of them like they want you to have it already established as far as having direct deposit. So mm-hmm. where they'll match it, they'll match what your mm. deposit normally is on okay. on a regular you know pay period cycle. Okay. And then they'll give you that, but that makes sense. That's just two banks. Uh, two out of the gazillion something. <laughs> it's just two banks. That's crazy. That's actually good. Yeah. Know. And also to be clear for some listeners, because this is the conversation that we're having, because we're in it right now and learning what this means. Like some people don't know. We, we don't know when people are going to get paid. And exactly. some people will get paid at the end of the shutdown. And some people will not get paid mm-hmm. depending on your position, what kind of work you are with the federal government. And so that's, that's a hard position for a lot of Americans to be in right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's, um, just for the listeners, because there's two terms floating around in this furloughed and it's accepted. Mm, so just yeah. for just knowledge, furloughed means you're you normally work, but you're basically not required to go to work. So mm-hmm. not even required. They, you're not going to work. You're yeah. staying at home on the couch mm-hmm. and you're not going to be paid for that time. Uh-huh. And then you have your accepted employees that, you know, are your essential workers mm-hmm. that have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And they're going to work and they'll be paid eventually. So that's yeah. what those two categories are. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. As But even though just just recently, though, now our furlough folks have to have to go to work. Really? Yeah. Oh, he just signed that too. He just signed, yep, he just signed an order to send the furloughed employees to go to work. So we have a number of people that are working um, without getting paid. Um, and just so, just so folks know how... how close I am to this. No, I'm not a federal employee, but I do cross the border, every mm-hmm. the southern border oh, every so day. So, and that's uh-huh. the same border that your folks president is saying is so dangerous and yada yada. I do cross every day. So you cross over the border. So you walk on the on the ground, the sidewalk, because there's walk. tunnels that go under. So you cross. <laughs> I haven't found the crossing. tunnels. <laughs> I skip the tunnels. I don't. Yeah, I skip the tunnels. <laughs> I cross every day. I show my ID. I do it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's more people that get by on a plane but anyway um and um, yeah and every day i cross like you know i mean it's pretty clear it's not too backed up or anything as far as the lines of people waiting to cross like normal but um a guy the other day asked me where i was going i said i'm going to dago he goes lego i said no i said no i'm going to dago uh he goes oh i thought you said legoland i said well when i grow up i'll when i grow up i'll be able to afford to go to legoland he goes when I get paid, I'll be able to afford to go to Legoland. And that just hit, right? Like, just that quick, it, you realize, like, how people are affected. So I want it to be important to for people to realize that um, there are, even though these are government employees and we can assume that, you know, they're being paid very well, um, some folks are still living check to check. I'm hearing stories about people having mm-hmm. to pay for health care for their parents who have mm-hmm. cancer or who are cancer survivors. Um, I hear, you know, folks having to pay um, a high cost of, of daycare, mm-hmm. just a number of things. And when you see stuff on the news, Taylor, listen, when you see stuff on the news and the news is, is offering um, suggestions on how to make ends meet, like walking dogs oh, or Ubering, that's insulting. It is. And wow. it's, it is very insulting. However, there are people that 
weren't financially prepared. You're right. You're right. For you're this right. situation, <laughs> so there are a lot of people that are, you know, resulting to Uber, Lyft. Um, I'm yeah. not sure about. Let me see. Um, let me find somebody walking dogs, picking up some yeah. extra. Listen, Wags is actually a decent little. Company, I know right? it is. Wags is doing their thing right now. A number of people are using it. I know a ton of people. Um, but okay, so we say all that to say you never know. You never know. Yeah, you never, never know. know. You never. never know. So it's it is beneficial to prepare. Um, even if you can save what even a, what what would you say a dollar a month, a dollar a week, something, anything. I would say, like realistically, right? Mm-hmm. I say if you. Yeah. So there's great apps like I use Digit. You know that's one of the apps that I use to save okay. extra on the side. But I like for me, if you're spending a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I would say like round it up and then save that extra whatever a dollar on it, mm-hmm. eighty cents on it, fifty cents, whatever it is. Like just small things like that. Yeah. Because real realistically in in our economy today, it is hard for some people to save. Yeah. But um, however, my thoughts on that are, <laughs> you know, and this just being honest, if you have time to do social media and if you have time to sit on the couch after your job, then. You need to go get a part-time job where you you are allowed to say, you know, just a few hours, but you can save that extra mm-hmm. money. And so. So what I'm hearing you saying is basically sacrifice should be could be the first thing. Listen, sacrifice your time, sacrificing absolutely. maybe time with friends to begin to contribute to your future. financially. Listen, personal experience. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed for two years, mm-hmm. two years. I sacrificed. I didn't, you know, take any vacations. I didn't do anything extra extreme. But I had a visual on how much money I wanted to see in my account. And I challenged myself to, to make it that way, you know. Mm. And it even took me, you know, getting a roommate for a while so that I was able to save. And that's another situation where I like to tell people, you know, can I share this with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like our society, even as millennials, we have this. This image that we have to portray, we have to put off. However, we, you know, we want to live this independent life. But you're working and making a dependent income. So why not? Mm. Listen, if I'm sitting next Woo. to you, Britt, and you my homegirl, we, why can't we get an apartment and, you know, be roommates for a while to where we can both save something on the side? Mm-hmm. And that's how you really find out who your friends are is if you can live with them. <laughs> but you think if, if more of us had that mentality to where yeah. we can actually live together, you know, while we're saving... We can all progress together. We can all get ahead because we're actually saving. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. What you think, Jamal? She right? Yeah, she's definitely right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at, <laughs> you look at how I look, I'm thinking about how much I spent on coffee in a week, you know? Oh, my yeah. God. Coffee? That's one of those <laughs> things that adds up, brother. Yes. It adds up. <laughs> it adds up. If, you go, if you go to Starbucks every day Ooh, you, during the week, you balling. people do, Mm-hmm. That, you balling that fourteen dollars right there? Yeah, you know, could have been going into an account. You know, you yeah. know, you get in that line. You Hold on, cram, cranberry scone. And see, yeah. see <laughs> I was waiting. I said, now I'm waiting for the Jamal to say if he's gonna, is he getting some desserts, some little. Cause you, <laughs> you, you don't just go you. get coffee. You get a little yeah, snack on that, the side. That, that, that nice, that nice feeling home. <laughs> it, was, it was too healthy, you know. And you get in that line and it's just calling your name. So it's like I definitely need that scone. You know, and that's <laughs> marketing, Eric. And then you don't spend five dollars, and then you like want to get the green juice with the scone and the coffee. <laughs> the green juice gonna get the you scone. You real kind of story. Calories later. <laughs> Dang, Jamal. 
I'm telling my whole life. And I got coffee at home. So I, Ooh. I and you know what? I just did that. Um, I went and I, it's, I mean, it's instant coffee because I don't have a coffee maker right now. But I just did that. I got instant coffee. So I will stop going to Starbucks or even, or coffee bean. So I will stop paying for like coffee outside of that. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, girl, you what? some instant coffee. So which one is it? Which one is it? You want me to budget or you want me to spend all my money on Starbucks? I'm going to have you invest in a Keurig or or a coffee machine. Well, how about this? I actually asked my family. (laughs) I I tried to to be good. I asked my family to collectively give me my Keurig mini (laughs) and the mint blue. And that didn't happen. Okay. So (laughs) family, if y'all listening. That's I got true. Keurig, they have a they lot. Got, yes. I got the deluxe Keurig for mm-hmm. $20. Really? My Goodwill. Okay. Yeah, See? So check the Goodwills around you. And yes. like you might find one for like a bang for your buck. Seriously. Yes. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm going to keep looking. I just, So I normally check um, Craigslist. Girl, but Craigslist, you know I had to like ten bucks cheaper. Uh, you know what? This Craigslist situation. Uh, you um, look. I'm a hustler in real life. I'm over here. When Jamal said uh, the goodwill, I'm thinking, oh, you got that for twenty. I could have sold it on offer up for thirty five. <laughs> look at it. If I get tired of it, you know I'm gonna sell it for fifty. Ooh, right. <laughs> offer up. I'm telling you, you offer up. But no. Okay. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on, I'm because back on subject. Back on subject. <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah, y'all, y'all have to. By the way, so it's kind of on subject. Go to the thrift store. Take your coffee at home. These are important little ways. I think yeah. Exactly. That That's true. And put money to the side. You know, round it up. Look at what you're doing in your day every day. Yes. That you don't need to do because we're we're a culture of convenience, right? Convenience makes you pay a, good, a lot of money. We yeah. get caught up in convenience and don't look at what we're losing financially. Yes. And so I wanted to go further, Taylor, into why it's important to repair. Again, we're in a shutdown right now. You don't know anything can happen. Sickness, illness can happen if you're an hourly paid employee. You're not getting paid if you're sick. Why is it so important to save? It's so important. Like I, I concur with everything you just said. You never know what will happen. The unexpected can happen. You know, you can lose someone, death in the family, which occurs a lot within our community and within millennials, you know. Mm-hmm. And you see so, so many GoFundMe. That's how they became yeah, so popular right. and right. increasing in that. But like I said, it's it's important to save because, you know, you don't know when emergencies can occur and you need those funds. Mm-hmm. So a little, just a little bit of sacrifice, the, the small little things, like, like you said about the coffee, it'll all pay off, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, just, just to go further, too, how how far ahead should we start thinking about saving? And in regards to, uh, I've, I've heard once before, and I just want your opinion on this, that you should aim to have an account where, like, if anything happened, you can take care of yourself for, you know, six months if something happened. Is it something that you suggest, like, looking at how much do I need to save so that if anything happens, I am set for six months to a year? What would you suggest? I would suggest, at my level right now where I am in my life, I'm at a year. So I'm set at a year. Now, starting off, I'm set at a year. So, you know, we can play the shutdown game. I'm blessed to to learn how to be financially literate where I have a year salary in my savings alone. 
Now, for a person starting <laughs> out, a I, I got you, girl. I'm gonna charge some interest on that thing. <laughs> oh, damn. but I'm just kidding. No, no, before a person starting out, ideally, you would want to save at least one month, and then you know, get to that level where you're at six months. You know, where you can take care of yourself and your family without needing, you know, anything else. So, absolutely. So, my question with that would be: so, since we're talking about accounts, because um, that would be an account that's for emergencies kind of exactly that right um so so to kind of piggyback off of jamal i've also had conversations of having different accounts for Mm -hmm. different things um so give us your take on on what that should look like at least for black millennials right now so if we want to set aside something for the club for however long you know what what would be your take on that I absolutely agree that having multiple accounts is absolutely necessary. And the best way that I advise people and I suggest people to do it is by having an allotment set up, an allotment set up through through your current uh, deposit system, through, you know, your bank to where you're not seeing that money be taken and deducted away from your check to where it's mm-hmm. going separately in an account. And you're not touching it. And I would suggest starting off as small as $25, $50 a check for someone just starting out because you look at that and that's a hundred dollars. If you're being paid bi-weekly a hundred dollars a month, now you're looking at $1,200 a year. Mm-hmm. And this is money that you should not be touching. And that's just a secure whatever, you know, that's an emergency fund for whatever. So mm-hmm. Um, I did that and I've also done some other things, but I do have multiple accounts and trust me and believe it absolutely has helped me a lot because I'm not I'm not using those debit cards from any transactions It's completely secured somewhere else where I don't see it and therefore I don't have it. Mm. Absolutely. And I also think, too, that it's saving for the future for emergencies, saving for your your life future, investing in your retirement. But also it's these things that we consider an emergency that aren't really an emergency. Like if you drive a car, you know you're going to need new brakes. Yes. You know, like, yeah. you know, you yeah. know you're going to need a tune up at a certain amount of hours. Those are things that we deem emergencies and put off. But those are things that are going to come around. You know you have to pay for registration. And it's yes. expensive as hell in California. Um, I think for myself, holding myself accountable, it's not acting like things that come up every year are an emergency when it's actually something that you should be putting <laughs> mm-hmm. to the side because you know you that's a great point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So and then so I'll give a little bit of my experience. So when I first moved to California, um, I came with a good, good amount of money. So I I could chill for about a month Mm -hmm. um, and uh, without having to work. I, of course, looked for work because I wanted to work. I wanted to use work as the way to be social, a number of things and meet new people. Um, But as far as my savings were concerned, I, I. kept that aside I haven't touched my savings before moving here for a while um and actually what I did was every time I got a um and keep in mind you guys I this was I was young I I moved here when I was 23 so I was still in school so I actually was getting money back with tax returns (laughs) so whenever I got that money I would never touch it I I would put that money in my savings hold on let me call the IRS real quick hello <laughs> come get her. This is the money they gave me. Somebody come get, get her. Get out of here. Anyways, <laughs> so whenever I got my whenever I got my refund, mm-hmm. I put that money uh I put that money in my savings. And then something some things happen. Um uh, and I'll be honest, I was never able to save again. It's been 5 years. It's been 5 years. So once once we have that emergency, what and and whether it wipe 
out wipes out everything or wipes out a, you know just majority half whatever um what suggestions would you give to start to begin to start to begin that saving process again especially if you're still in the realm of, of working check to check I would just say do what you did the first time because obviously it helped, right? Mm-hmm. And just like you hit a great point when you're talking about tax season, which we are <laughs> approaching. Yes. And that is money that can be saved because mm-hmm. that's, you know, bulk some for some people that do get to receive it. <laughs> that they should be putting away. However, um, you know, living millennial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 to be <counted>. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. talking about ourselves right now. <laughs> right. You're already, you know what? This is the thing. If you can manage your schedule for work, if you can manage your schedule for working out, mm-hmm. if you can manage the time you spend with your friends, whether it's happy hour or whatever, I'm going to see you on Thursday, I'm going to hang out with you on Saturday, mm-hmm. then there is absolutely no reason why you can't manage your finances. So we've reached a point to where we're not holding ourselves accountable, right? And it's like going back to taxes. People are probably, you know, can't add anything else up, but they can calculate to the penny of what their tax refund should look like. (laughs) Okay, to the penny of what their tax (laughs) refund. Listen, they they can't calculate anything else. But when it comes to that tax refund, they know exactly what to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, we should be able to, as millennials, we, we need to learn how to save some of that. Mm-hmm. Put that aside for a rainy day, you know. You're right, you're right. Man, yeah. man. And, and also, too, is like, uh, you know, having, we don't talk about finances to each other enough, mm-hmm, you know, because right. we're always embarrassed about our situation. Yeah. And, you know, I have accountability partners with finances where we can talk candidly about our finances, where we're failing and hold each other accountable because we have an accountable partner. And this doesn't have to be a, this doesn't have to be a friend. This could be a friend where you all hold each, this is just your financial friend, you mm-hmm. know, where you all give each other's challenges each month with your finances. And that's like, you know, the core of your friendship, like, you know, accountability. And when you talk about your finances, someone that you talk to your finances about is going to be able to look at your tendencies that maybe you're blinded because there's also a psychology that comes with money, I think, you yes. know, based mm-hmm. on how you're raised, where you come from. Yes. And sometimes you need an outside vision, which is why it's so great that you do what you do, Taylor. Y'all hit Taylor up. I'm telling you, this would be great for you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. having, having someone advise you will be that mirror looking at you for the things that psychologically you just act like it's not there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I act like my credit card bills are not there. I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm a professional at acting like those credit card bills do not exist. And student loans, you yeah, know, that was like, like, that's yeah, student bad. loans here too. Mm-hmm. So account- accountability, I think, is very important for us to stop being scared about talking about our money uh, problems out loud. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and I think, and I'm gonna be honest too. I think my issue is. I feel like I do it all to start, right? I, I've got the financial financial budget book or planner for the year. I write down, I go through my accounts all the time. I write down, I have pages and pages of what I should be budgeting, all that stuff. But when it's actually time to implement those things, I'm still so stuck in my habits. So I will automatically go and get and buy that coffee, right? Because it's a habit. Really, and y'all know me. Y'all know me. What's my favorite? My favorite is the chips. <laughs> Them chips. So before I get coffee, I'm probably gonna get some chips, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that's really that's really what kills me. One, this was sometime last year, the year before, 
I, I went back on my accounts. I went through my transactions and everything that was like a dollar seventy two dollars something like that. I knew exactly what it was. It was chips, and I calculated it. <laughs> you know <laughs> Every what? Like for like a do- that dollar seventy nine, right? Or back then, dollar sixty nine. You know they going then, up and like then 10 that, cent. that fee, the fee that they charge you for swiping. I don't get charged. So the places I used store. to go to and charge me the extra oh, fifty cents. You know yeah, or that's We're not gonna cent. speak about the places you go. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ask me where I go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I think I calculated up to I think I did a good three months. I went back on a good three months and y'all I was spending on I went strictly on that because this is how bad the habit is. It's it's that bad that you know I I had to really break it out and focus on it. And um and altogether I think it came up to like over hundred and thirty dollars within wow. three months on chips. That's that's wow. insane. It is, right? I mean ask me if anything's different though. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we you it know, might be a little different, but give you some advice. It's about exactly. the implementation. It is, you know what? Can what? I give you some advice? Uh oh, I got it. I'm ready. And this is, you know, for the this is <laughs> this is for the listeners. I honestly, Jamal, I commend Brittany for sitting here adding, calculating yeah. her. So she, you know, just like everything else, you admit you have a problem. You admit you, you, you admit you have a problem. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and I'm not going to take your chips away. However, <laughs> I will give you some advice. Okay, so my 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 motivation to understand money and my passion for learning to understand money, I. I feel like I have a PhD from the street life. I learned from the hustlers. That was what I what I admired. I mean, so I look at everything like a hustle, right? So, so, so this is what I would suggest, Brittany, and I want you to try this. And for the listeners, I want you to try this too. Pull your money. How many of your your uh? Do you have your bills on auto pay? Yes. Okay. So you know exactly yeah, when they're going to come out, right? So don't see don't don't see that extra money in your check in. I challenge you to take it and put it in your savings. Only put in your check in what you need. Take some cash out and use that as your spending money. Give yourself like some spending money. Like $130, so divide that for your chips. So divide that by three. And then just use cash. So take the cash out for your chips and, and mm-hmm. things like that, but take your money out of your checkings and put it into your savings. Because us as millennials, if we see it, we spend it. Right. If we see it, we spend it. So take it out of your checking account, and put it in your to your savings account, and not touch it. If you when you see money in your account, you spend it. You when you see money in your account, you spend it. Okay. Yep. That's so true. direct deposits they hit my savings account. They're all my direct deposits go mm. to my savings account. Okay. And from there, I'm I'm off a of budget, so I put back what I know is coming out for bills, and then I take a portion out and I use that as my cash money. Okay. You know, and um, that's what I use for my free play as far as, you know, the little Starbucks treats I have. And I don't have the chip addiction, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a beautiful, that's beautiful advice right there. And, yeah. and just like Taylor just said, like, it's okay to treat yourself, like budget for your, for treating yourself. Like, exactly. if you know, you know, you like to go to a happy hour, a nice restaurant, you know, it's going to be coming up. Maybe not every month. You know, or every week like we usually do, but we're trying to get better at money. Maybe next month you're going to save up for that restaurant you want to go to while doing all your other budgets. And this is your treat exactly. for yourself. And mm-hmm. then it's a, this is a reward for, you know, following these tools and getting better with money. Like mm-hmm. you can still treat yourself 
but prepare to treat yourself. Ooh. Exactly. And you I know, like when that. we use cash, it's yeah. harder for us to spend. Psychologically, it's harder us for to spend cash mm. than swiping your card. Yeah. So I don't know anymore. I haven't carried much cash since my um, serving days. So I'm just. I'll let, I'm going to try that out for sure because I'm no, so yeah. used to swiping and finding funny. Yeah, exactly. Just I'm try so it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about stripping because I'm really thinking you about know what? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Let I was thinking, you said, you said, Players Club, right? She said, what job? And the first thing came to mind, I said, grocery store or liquor store with chips. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so I can give them their money back? <laughs> So I can give them the money back? No way. <laughs> My first job when I was, I think I was 16, was at this, like, <laughs> it was at a place called Fashion Footwear. It was, like, such a little ghetto store. But, and it was ran by, like, a, a Polish couple who was actually pretty cute. But um, I could not, every time I w- it was time for me to get paid, they got half that check right back. Because I was spending it on them Air Ones, on jeans, on jackets. Because that store carried everything. So I've I've learned my lesson on working for places that I could really benefit from in that spend that manner. You have it, exactly spent it. right because think about it like you do an inventory and then like you that put you put items on hold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they be like, oh, put that in the back. I'm like, okay, yeah, because they know they don't get the money. They know they Brittany gonna buy it. Oh, th- Brittany will think this is cute. Put that aside for her. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's a setup too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, I I knew better. So let's. I I know not to work at no convenience stores or nothing like that. I know, but I'm also being picky because <laughs> look, living millennial, I'm also being picky. I have my bachelor's, I have my degree, so there's some things not to like degrade anybody who's working in entry level jobs or anything like that. But um, you know, we were talking earlier about working in jobs that you know are fulfilling, um, and you know when you have your when you have your mind set on that. Um, you know, not just any job is, is going to do the trick Ooh, for some so of us. Because I know us. people that have master's degrees that work in yeah. stores like regular, you know, retail yeah. stores, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. And, and we have because, to, mm-hmm. which is, which, which happens, you know, those, we have to do it. And, and listen, I've served for a long time. I've been a customer service for a really long time. And, um, we, ha- we, we have to do it, but think about it. You went to school, you studied this particular subject. Um, you graduated, you walk across the stage, you got your degree or what I call a, a receipt, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, right? We got our receipts. Um, even before going to school, let's go back to what you were talking about, Jamal, with like, um, you know, with the with with focusing on school and nobody really teaching you what the student loan payment will really truly mm-hmm. look like, That's right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I always mention is, you know, I was always told I have to go to school. Um, and we were sold this dream of, um, you know, going to school, getting your degree, mm-hmm. um, and then finding a job within that field right away. Mm-hmm. So then you would have enough money to pay for the student mm-hmm. debt that you start your career with. Um, but that's not everybody's reality. That's not majority of our reality. So we will have to take the jobs that we will need just to make ends meet. Um, so regardless, we will have to, you know, start thinking about finances right away. And we haven't really prepared for that. Um, and I mean, this isn't necessarily talking about preparing for the worst. Um, but were we ever prepared for 
anything to right start. were yeah. we ever prepared for just mm-hmm. to start to for start. the best mm-hmm. i mean again starting your career um with fifty thousand dollars plus and and debt um and that hits your credit in a year when they come back and start you know and start asking for you to to pay that 500 plus dollars a month to pay back your student loans like how have we prepared for that? Probably not, because we didn't think about those things. And that's know? what they're not teaching. And that's what they're not breaking they're down not, for. They're, they're not, not teaching that. And and like everything, and I've I've shared this with you before, Britt. Everything that I've learned about finance, mm-hmm. I've learned outside of school. I did the the opposite. Mm-hmm. I started my business without a degree. Mm-hmm. I started my career based off of my experience, which which was equivalent to a degree. Gotcha. And oh, then yeah. I went back to school to secure the certification and the certificate (laughs) of the knowledge that I've already you know had Mm. so I did it backwards but I completely understand and that's a problem that we are facing today is that you start the career like you said and you're in debt so we're as millennials we start a career and a good job and you're like yeah I'm winning like I'm spending (laughs) my check on this I'm not thinking about that student loan I have Mm -hmm. all that debt because no one is teaching and still no one is teaching that Mm mm-hmm so no, plug me, plug me. I can help you out. Yeah, yeah I got you. you. <laughs> Reach out to Taylor. <laughs> Reach out to Taylor because I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes in everything you're saying, uh, Brittany, as well. I think that goes like into the psychology of money and how we look at money and mm-hmm. also how we look at the jobs that we have. You know, I have a master's degree, mm-hmm. you know, right. and I'm in the arts and the millennials are moving into the arts. Uh, way of things a lot, Ooh, right? You're and right. So what that and what that looks like is that you don't have a salary job, you know. Mm-hmm. It means that you are always looking for another job when you're mm-hmm. in the arts, right? Exactly. And so you do have to. I have a side job. I'm an actor. I have films out there. I'm highly trained, yes. but I still have a I still have a side job. I, I clean homes. I'm running my own business, cleaning homes. You know, yes. but. You know, I have to, and I have to work on the psychology because at first when I graduated with my master's, you know, I'm supposed to be acting, I'm supposed to be doing this thing. I right. listened to uh, another podcast, Oprah, shout out to Oprah. Yeah, and she told this story about running into this black man who was a house cleaner, just like me. And her initial response was like, oh my God, this must be difficult. My grandmother used to do that. And he looked at her and said, uh, no, actually, I love what I do. Wow. People letting me people letting me into their most personal, vulnerable spaces mm, with the wow. hope that I'm going to uplift the mm-hmm. spirit of their home mm. is no easy thing. And he felt very grateful to have the job that he did. So I had to work on my psychology of what I was doing I like and that. look at it That's and deep. look at it as a gift. And mm-hmm. once I started looking at me as an actor, highly trained, whatever that means, and doing what I have to do for a job, mm-hmm. I said, yo, I have to switch my psychology where if I'm going to do it, I have to find the joy in what I'm doing. And there's a lot of side jobs out there that mm-hmm. you can love. Look at look at your life. Look at what you love to do as a hobby. If you do yoga, there's going to be a yoga studio looking for somebody to work the front desk. And if you get free yoga, and you don't have to pay $150 a month, okay, you, right. can be, you, can be cre- you can be creative. Look into your life, your interests, and there's jobs and opportunities out there that will pay you. And it may yeah. be once a week, but that once a week you get $50 is something that you can just be sliding into a savings somewhere. Right. All, exactly. it, all, it all works and builds up. So I think all these things go back to the psychology and mm-hmm. how we think about money. 
Yeah, you're right. A deep point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's pair that with what Taylor was saying. You know, if you um, got have time to be on social media Mm -hmm. and have time to, you know, watch your favorite show, hang out with friends, Mm a number of things, you know, you you make those sacrifices. And then if you change your psychology with with making those sacrifices, right, and which is what you were saying, Jamal, then I think, you know, it it becomes easier than that, that two to three years that we may have to continue um, you know, to to work that those additional jobs, you know, mm-hmm. that's gonna go by like a breeze. You know, mm-hmm. that's gonna yeah. go by so fast, and it's gonna be so enjoyable. So, I definitely, I definitely get that. And you guys both have some uh, very insightful things to say. I I want to add a little bit to that and just say, you know, but let's also not be afraid to get out there and let our voices be known. Um, in terms of civic engagement um, and let's pay attention to especially local government is supposed to represent us and they're making decisions on our cost of living let's let's be mindful of that and and let's also make our voices heard if there's some things and decisions that they're going to make that we do not agree with and that we know mm-hmm. is going to be hard for us to do um, I was I saw a meme not really a meme but a picture the other day and uh, it was a it was by Black Lives Matter um, in Nashville, and they did a 10-year challenge, but it was for the minimum wage in Nashville and the cost of living, wow. right? Or the cost of rent. Wow. So it said 10 years ago, the minimum wage was $7.25, uh, where the cost of rent on average was $700. That was 10 years ago, right? So the challenge from 2018, uh, the minimum wage was $7.25. But the cost of rent, the average cost of rent was $1,400. Wow. So, yeah. So, um, yes, we have to make ends meet. We do what we have to do. But let's also pay attention to what's happening around us and what financial decisions our representatives are making. Um, You know, so we can actually possibly have a chance to enjoy our lives and and you know us having those part-time jobs isn't mandatory mm-hmm. um and it, it it can honestly be you know just an additional option for us um and not mandatory to pay rent and we're not forcing two to three families to live under one roof um so i do want us to to, to focus on that and not be so um embedded in working 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 that um you know things are, are happening around us that we can actually have some say about, you know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Great point. Just, yeah, so I always want folks to, to pay attention. I know I didn't always pay attention, but now that I am, I'm telling other folks to do so. Um, but thank you, Taylor, so much for all your insight, honestly. I, I thought I was already going to know all there is to know about finances, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope I was able to shed light on, on just a few tips, and hopefully I was able to help you and the listeners out yeah thank you guys for having me back i appreciate that such a pleasure having you such a pleasure and just to remind our listeners how can they find or get in touch with you i am on instagram at taylor gain 619 on ig that's gains with a z right gains with a z because we're here for the gains (laughs) (laughs) we want to see that increase in our bank accounts that increase Mm. In our investments, yes. Those financial yeah. gains. 
it was fun i was so so fun thank you guys for having me yeah back. yeah no problem we look forward to having you in the future i can't wait till we really start talking about like investments oh yes that's a way to talk about that so you guys listen out for that thank you so much for for tuning in a big shout out to kmsj a local uh, radio station here in san diego for allowing us to use their space and shout out to all of our listeners thank you guys if you like what you heard let us know via instagram or facebook also let us know via the anchor app and leave reviews on whatever you're listening to this podcast on it's it's greatly appreciated and big shout out to jamal jamal we're so happy to have you back i'm happy to be back i'm happy to be back (laughs) a lot of folks were asking about you so we're happy to have you back Uh, big shout out to Mandisa. Mandisa, we miss you. <laughs> we miss you, Mandisa. We miss you. Yes, but yes, we love her. We miss her. Uh, she will be back soon. Uh, listeners, we get in where we fit in. So you'll get one of us, two of us, three of us. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in. Y'all be blessed. Do I say bye now? Or you can say bye, Jamal. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to our show, follow us on IG, and tell us what you think.